Okay, we're rolling. Welcome back, everybody, to the Legacy Podcast. It's Ken and Joel, Mr. Joel Smith over here. We are back. We are back. We missed a week, but that's okay. Sometimes you need a little breather. Yeah. Things going on, you know, life. (laughs) Uh, We want to start today off by giving a quick shout out to Mr. Big Red, Red Morris. Uh, This past weekend, he traveled down to St. Louis, Missouri for the UPA Missouri State Championships and put on a hell of a performance. Uh, he walked out of there with a, a twenty one sixty six PR total, and I think that's <laughs> massive. Oh, that's I mean, huge! <laughs> watching I, the squat wasn't a PR. I know his bench and deadlift both were. Yep. Um, don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but pretty impressive. Really sank that squat. I know he had some issues at his last meet. Mm-hmm. Were did, did he? Okay, yeah. I was thinking back to July. Where there was some depth issues. Looks like he fixed those in a heartbeat and turned around. And yeah, I say his squat looks super clean from the, the video that he posted. Yeah. It's just one angle. But, I mean, it looked it looked deep and it looked looked clean. So Yeah, and moved pretty damn relatively quick for a third attempt squat, too. Uh-huh. So, shout out to Red. Congratulations, brother. That was hell of a performance, hell of a day. Uh, shout out Pat that ran the meet uh, for bro- from Broken Barbell down there in St. Louis. Looked like a great time. I love how they had those neons set up. Yeah, very, very, very cool. Yeah. Give a little applause to them. Yep. <laughs> um, I love watching what promoters do. Um, and trying to, I know it's powerlifting and we host mainly strongman meets, but I always like to see what other promoters do, no matter the sport, and how we can like integrate that sure. into our strongman meets going forward. Like, uh, for example, the bigger power or the bigger strongman meets will always have like the walkout. You know, they announce each lifter first, mm-hmm. and then they do the big national anthem. So we're bringing that to Bricktown, which okay. would be pretty sweet. That would be cool. So our Not Given Barbells hosting a pro strongman show here in Dubuque on January 20th of 2024, obviously. And to start that, they have that tunnel at Five Flags that walks out from under the under the seats, uh-huh. under the big stadium seats, yeah. which is badass already. But we're going to have a live stream camera set up right there. We're filling that whole entire tunnel with that low-lying cold fog. Oh, nice. So, like, you're basically walking through fog. Uh-huh. But it, what I like about the cold one, it just lays low. So yeah. it's not filling the place up. It's not going up into the stands. Sure. Um, then we're lo- loading that up with a bunch of neons, too. So looking forward to that. That's going to be a pretty badass way to start uh, Bricktown. And who knows? So I know me and Scotty both have quite a few plans on how we want to lay it out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Scotty has his indoor disc golf that weekend as well, so we can, we're kind of like in the middle of it. Because Friday night he has, you know, a, a, I guess you would call it a match, or I don't know what they call like a single event, an event. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so Friday night he's got the indoor, then Saturday Saturday night he's got the indoor, and we're in there Saturday morning. So we're like right in between. But it'll be kind of cool because he has his big blow ups. Oh those sure. Gigantic air filled things uh-huh. scattered throughout and I was like that'd be kind of funny to have those on just during the meet on. too just yeah. whatever yeah, a couple baskets will be around obviously we'll move them out of the way if they're near the stage but it's going to be a pretty exciting meet I really can't wait for it um, want to give another quick shout out we have legacy athletes Luke Nall and David Raymond they're heading down to Virginia for the American Pro which I believe we talked about is WRPF mm-hmm WRPF, I think this is their second one. <clears throat> yeah, the, they nicknamed it the Super the, Bowl, the Super Bowl of powerlifting. Yeah. Rightfully so, after watching videos from last year, it looks like a insane meet. Yeah, 
that's that's the uh, that's the meat for the the big boys. If you're trying to set a record or put on a show and make some money, I think that's that's kind of the. I mean, the Super Bowl is a good way to phrase it. I mean, mm-hmm. they, it's a heck of a show. I mean, you're talking about just the the production value that we saw out in Las Vegas, and oh they God, they yeah. bring that I think even to a higher level for the American Pro. So mm-hmm. huge huge meat for those guys. Uh, I've seen a little bit of their training stuff that they share. I don't if they don't share everything on Instagram, but seen some of their videos, and they both look like they're at all time highs. So yeah. hopefully they're going to go down there and represent the team well. I have no doubt that they that they will. They're For gonna, sure, they're going to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. Luke, I believe, is a three hundred eight er. Dave Raymond, I think, is competing at one sixty five. I think still. so. Yeah. So yep. I saw he just squatted like seven hundred. Yeah, he pretty, had a PR pretty squat. cleanly. So yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a monster squat at any level, but at one sixty five, that's that's a massive squat. So. Yeah, he puts a lot of people, you know, in their place for being such a little dude. Yeah. I mean, he squats and deadlifts around seven. Uh-huh. His bench is, I want to say, in the mid threes. Mid, mid, to high, threes. mid to high threes, yeah. Yeah, which is insane. He's like, I don't know, he's an anomaly to me. I, I don't understand him Yeah, at all. <laughs> like, dude is just insanely strong. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram or anything, he always posts, like, cooking videos. Uh, he's also obsessed with s'mores. Okay. In a big way for years. <laughs> He's just obsessed with s'mores. And he comes up with like some fancy ass ways to to make them. And I message him every time. I'm like, dude, I got to come down there. You got to come up here and make me some s'mores, bro. Because he always makes them look way better than they should. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're both going to have an incredible meet, I think. Um, just watching their videos on Instagram, like you said. We already talked about Dave. He's hit some PRs in this uh, training period. I, I believe Luke has too, a couple. Um, I, th- I want to say in all three no. categories, mm-hmm. his squats are just looking I insane. I know he absolutely smoked like nine twenty seven or something, yeah. like in sleeves. <laughs> and he what? was he was on pace. I mean, he, I, he hit some somewhere in the low nines, I believe, at the July UPA meet. He and did, he, yeah. and then he had some kind of minor strain, I think, in his pec that he mm-hmm. backed out after his first bench. But I mean, he was he was on pace to have a, a massive total then, and it looks like he's back to full strength. So I think yeah. he's going to put on a heck of a show in the 308 class too. Yeah, I can't wait. I, th- I believe it's going to be live streamed. Or, or, yeah, it should be. It should be. live stream pretty yep. much everything. So I'll definitely be tuning in in between our own meet this Saturday. Um, if you're listening to this, it's Friday, October 27th or 26th. I'm sorry, what's the day? We're recording There's, this on the 26th. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My third shift brain is like, I don't understand what day it is right now. Um uh, yeah, we're dropping this on October 27th. So October 28th and 29th is the American Pro. Uh, the 28th, we have our own static monsters that we're just hosting in the gym, which is a push-pull um, strongman meet. So it's log press and axle deadlift. So that'll be pretty fun. But in between all that, I'll try to tune in as much as I can. Or Absolutely. Maybe we'll throw it on the TV in the gym, too. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. I think we'll do that. That sounds good. But shout-out to all three of them boys, Big Red, Luke Nall, David Raymond. Uh, yeah, get after it this weekend. I can't wait to tune in and – and see what they put on. So, anyways, without further ado, Joel, you want to take over what, what we've been kind of doing yeah, together? We've, we've been mulling over just so we have more stuff to talk about. Other, you know, there's not always going to be meets and athletes to, to talk about, but so we've kind of have mulled the idea of doing maybe not book reviews, but kind of book discussion stuff that kind of falls in line with the whole theme and idea of the podcast, just on you know building, building, leaving a legacy. You know what what makes people stand out and. Uh, and be successful. So um, the first book we actually started tackling is a book by the author Malcolm Gladwell, which I don't know if our audience is, if we have a lot of readers or not, but he's a fairly prolific writer. He's written a lot of interesting stuff. But he had a book that came out, I believe it was 2008, called Outliers. Uh, and the tagline is The Story of Success. Um, so that's a book that Kenny and I have been slowly reading through and kind of chatting about. I'm a little farther along in the book than Kenny is, but I think we've kind of 
you, you get a few chapters in, you kind of see where it's going. There's definitely some interesting stuff towards the end, but um, the the premise of the book I think is summed up early on. There's there's a quote where they talk about how um, the tallest tree in the forest is not always the tree that comes from the the best starting acorn. It's also the one that didn't get blocked out by other trees, so it was able to get sunlight. It didn't get chewed up as a sapling by a rabbit or cut down by a lumberjack when it was little. Um, and just this this whole idea of that there's a lot of other factors that might be out of your control that still contribute to success um, and what makes it possible. And it's interesting. I don't know when the interview's from, but a clip was going around on social media uh, earlier this week. I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger was on somebody's podcast or interview, and um, he was talking about how he he does not like being referred to as a self-made man because self-made man makes it seem like you did everything by yourself. Um, and that's, that's certainly a, a trope that you see a lot of, uh, especially like in American media. We, we love the idea of the guy that came from nothing and just worked his way to the top. But, um, and certainly a guy like Arnold would seem to, to fit that mold, but he's, he's very forward and honest about, he had a lot of people that helped him out. I mean, people that took him in and housed him when he moved over here from, uh, I think from Austria is where he's originally from. Uh, and just, you know, he, he happened to meet up with Joe Weider when he was young and Joe Weider helped him out and just, um, we're not going to dig into Arnold's story, but even even a guy like that who presumably looks like he's self-made, there's there's a whole lot of other factors that actually contribute to that that you might not be aware of. So, um, yeah, so we've, we've been kind of loosely looking at the book and kind of seeing how that impacts things. Um, but one of the early chapters talks about, I, I found this kind of interesting, we won't go too much into it, but um, all of the, I think it's like the under-17 Canadian hockey team if you look at it, all of the players on their team, I think like 80% of them are born in either January, February, or March. Um, and again, that's something that's out of their control. But the, the reason that happens is because where their cutoff date is, you know, if you're, if you turn seven in December, you get lumped in with the seven-year-olds. But if you turn seven on January 1st, you're still in with the six-year-olds. And so at that age group, you've got somebody who's 10 or 11 months older, but you're still on the same team. And so just the way the dates work out, those kids end up being bigger and more developed. So they get put into the accelerated programs and they get more training and more coaching. Um, and it's completely random. It doesn't mean they're better than the kids that are born in October, you know, or, or December, but just the way that the dates and things break down. Um, again, it's something that's totally out of your control. So it's just, it's this idea of there's so many factors outside of just what you yourself can do that contribute to success. Um, which I said, it's an interesting, interesting book. I'm looking forward to, Kenny getting a little farther into it and seeing some of the other stuff. I don't know how much more we'll talk about that stuff on the, uh, on the podcast, but um, it's just, it's, it's a very interesting concept to think about how, you know, your, your own family, the culture you grow up in, all that kind of stuff all impacts, you know, the direction that your, that your life goes and, and how you're able to be successful and achieve certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm in like chapter five right now. Uh, a little bit more of a slower reader. I get into like these moods where I just either hammer it uh-huh. or then it's like on the shelf collecting dust for a little bit. But it's definitely a book that I picked up. I like when you when I thought about it at first, Outliers. I thought, okay, how what's it going to talk about? I didn't really know much about the author or the book itself, but obviously it's called the story of success. And I was like, okay, this is going to talk about either athletes or business in general and how they got to where they were, which obviously. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. But it also, like you said, pinpoints, you know, life circumstances. It it dives into a lot of time and place, which is very important for pretty much anything. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, 
when an opportunity presents itself, you better be ready. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it alludes to a little bit. Um, but yeah, like everyone's on their own path and it depends. Are things set up for you to be able to succeed on that path? If not, what do you have to do to create those opportunities? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've talked about the gym multiple times. Um, before it started, we were yeah, in the garage. There was no gym in town like ours, so we realized pretty fairly quickly in the garage that there's actually a need for mm-hmm. what we were doing. Not to keep talking about the gym all the time, but it's very easy to do because that's our thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, we could get into legacy a little bit, too. Uh, it's all about filling a void for something that's not there. Yep. And at the time, and still, we are the only gym in town that offers what we offer between competitive strongman, competitive powerlifting, and pretty much whatever you want to do. If you want to be a bodybuilder, we pretty much have what you need for it. We don't have a ton of mirrors, but (laughs) (laughs) you you can't practice posing there uh, without eating up a good floor space around some equipment. But um, yeah, that's definitely made me reflect a little bit on both um, the gym and the legacy ammonia company that we started because there was an ammonia company somewhat local here before mm-hmm. and then that dropped off and then just randomly messaged Scotty and he messaged me almost a couple hours later with the same idea. It's like, okay, well there's really no ammonia company around. What if we just start one, mm-hmm. see what happens. And that in itself has been quite the, quite the experience, quite a learning experience, uh, Still trying to figure everything out, you know. We're still under a year into it, and there's a lot of things still to get worked out, a lot of kinks, and just things that come up that you don't even think of. Right. And, I mean, when you're selling gym memberships and then selling an actual physical product that you ship out is completely, completely different. And, like, you have to just constantly be innovative and come up with new ideas. And I know we said we had that donut scent coming out. We just weren't happy with it yet. I mean, I don't mean to dive into get it off topic yet, but... sure. Just real quick on that scent, it is coming out hopefully here in the next week or two. Um, tomorrow night we're meeting up and mixing up a few different batches of it, but we just really want to perfect it and not put out a half-assed product. Mm-hmm. So, But anyways, um, yeah, the book, like I said, really made me reflect on the two businesses that we have, uh, just kind of filling a gap for something sure. that wasn't there. And yeah. it, it makes you think, if we didn't do it, would someone else have? Right. I don't know. And if, if they didn't... Would some of the guys that are in the guys and girls that are in the gym would they have gotten into strongman or powerlifting or whatever they're doing now, and would they be where they're at today? Like on the a couple of them are on the world level now, which is insane and really fun to see them grow through it. Right, um, just makes you wonder if all that would have if they would have found it in their own way, they would have moved to a town that already has it. Would right. they, you know, be driving an hour and a half mm-hmm. one way just to just train in it? But right, yeah, makes makes you think. Yep. And I, I, I see that too. I mean, I've talked a little bit about how I got into coaching, but I've, same thing for me with coaching. I mean, it wasn't my initial plan coming out of college was not to be, you know, powerlifting or strongman coach. You know, I was going to go more into sports performance and it just kind of, it just so happened the gym I was at had people that just wanted to learn how to get better at squatting and deadlifting. And I didn't, I didn't know that much about powerlifting as a sport at the time, but I knew how to coach the movements and just started doing that and just just kind of happened it wasn't it wasn't anything that i that i made happen or didn't set out i mean whether i'm successful as a coach that's a whole other different thing but i mean it wasn't something that i kind of set out to do but that's the opportunities presented themselves and now i find myself coaching you know 15 to 20 different lifters so yeah i just it it worked out well because that was a time when especially raw power lifting was starting to really grow in popularity 
and even over the last five years with social media, you get a lot more of the younger guys that want to get into it. And we have, we happen to have a lot of those guys in town and they happen to be at ENG and they happen to want me to coach them. So it wasn't, wasn't anything that I did going out looking for them or any, you know, force of will or deep strategy. It was just, I was in the right place at the right time. Opportunity so, presented itself and yep. you struck. You were ready for it. Yep. Was that this isn't luck? What's the quote? Luck. Luck is when hard work and preparation meet opportunity. Yeah. You know. So yeah. you you have to have the skill set and you have to have the other stuff ready. You still have to work hard, but you know, getting getting lucky is when you're ready. But then you still have to have the opportunity present present itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I can't wait to dive into the book further. Mm-hmm. Are you almost done with it? I, I'm I'm finished with it. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll get hammered Which is okay. on it next week. Then. That's that's all right. I, say, I mean, I, I don't know if you have to talk too much more. I mean, it's, I I would highly recommend the book to anybody. Um, like I said, if if we got people that like to read, I'm trying to become more of a reader. I was I was an avid reader when I was like a young kid. Mm-hmm. This is this might be the first like book that I've read <laughs> front to cover that that wasn't like training or coaching related. I mean, it's, it's something that wasn't just educational um, in a while. But it's it's a really good book. Again, the book is called Outliers. It's came out in 2008 so i mean it's, it's not a brand new book but uh it's it's really interesting uh there's a lot of cool cool stuff in there and it, it makes you think about like, again just how not not that you're helpless but i mean how how much your environment influences you know your outcome as well mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's a book that just about everybody can pick up and read and really enjoy i mean whatever path you're on um i mean it kind of lays it out there and you can uh, self-reflect on how what they talk about in the book look back on what you've been doing i think of like my fiance forever wanted to get into anesthesia and then figured out what she needed to do the opportunities presented themselves and she struck at it and now she's six months away from graduating and then um you know you think of other big athletes because that's just what we're in Mm -hmm. uh think of other business owners like okay we want to get some of those guys on here i think getting some business owners on and not necessarily talking about the book, but the concepts of the book, right? And how they got to where they are with their businesses. Yep. We have some people written down that we want to get on the podcast for sure, and talk about those kind of things. So, in the future, we'll probably be bringing up this book quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a couple other books. Oh, yeah. I, I got a few other ones on the shelf that I haven't read yet that I think you'd also enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty fun to get some more books under the <laughs> off, off the shelf, dust them off, and yep. read them and see how they relate to what we're doing yeah yeah like my 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 big takeaway when i finished the book and uh, just the whole concept and uh favorite of the podcast and the d podcast dan bell i mean his whole hungry happy hungry humble yeah but the but humility was kind of my big takeaway it's not a word that's talked about in the book but the the understanding that you know, again just that there's there's a lot of other factors aside from the fact that you have to work hard and put in the work to be successful but just the, the humility of recognizing like nobody Nobody makes it by themselves. We talk about powerlifting; like it, no one does it by themselves. It takes a team, even though it's an individual sport. You you need the people. You need your spotters and your handlers and your coaches and your guys to wrap your knees and training partners and you know just just that mindset of like being being humble and and grateful for the the people that help you get to the top as well. Absolutely, I feel like a lot of like people can should really soak that in a little bit and realize and recognize exactly what what's been around to help them get to where they are now and how much that's going to help them get to where they want to go. Yep. Um, I think that's a really good takeaway. I'm hoping I can finish it up here in the next week or two, get it back on that bus. Yeah. So today's a real quick one for us. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, obviously probably a lot more book stuff. So 
stay tuned, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Adios. Thanks for tuning in.